Praise the Lord, somebody. It's time we worship God, we honor God with the testimonies. It's time we give back the glory to God for what he has done in our midst. So as you are coming with your testimony next week, let's listen to those who came with their testimony this week. Hallelujah. So without taking much time, so just introduce yourself and tell us your testimony. Morning, sons and daughters of my father. Firstly, I would like to honor this anointing that is working upon ECG. My testimony, my name is Heitzi Tsehla. Uh, originally from Limpopo, but residing in Wheatbank. My testimony goes like this. One Sunday, my father was teaching about forgiveness. On a Sunday, he said, some of us, our miracles, our blessing are being hindered by, we are not even able to forgive. That Sunday, I was with my wife. Actually, this testimony is all about my wife. He taught us about forgiveness. And then I said to my wife... You were with your wife here? Yes, I was with my wife. Here at church? Yes. Okay. On, a, on the same day, on the same service, I said to my wife, forgive me for limiting you about your career. And she forgave me. So then, there, were, there were issues between... Yes, uh, she was working in Pretoria before. We got a house in Wheatbank. We relocated to Wheatbank. Uh, it was difficult for her to get a job in Wheatbank. And so why are you apologizing? Because she wanted to come back again to Pretoria. And I said, you cannot leave us here and go back to Pretoria. Meaning to say she was no longer working? Yes. She resigned and went to, to Wheatbank. In Wheatbank, she couldn't find a job. Okay. Are and you then, the one who made her to resign? Or? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I did put a pressure in a, in, a, in a way that she should come and stay with us in Wheatbank. That's why you are saying, uh, forgive me for limiting your... Career. Okay. Yes. Uh, when we get home on that Sunday... Uh, I printed out the, her CVs and then we agreed that tomorrow we'll be going for job hunting in Pretoria, targeting almost four hospitals. On Monday we went out, our first hospital we went, uh, it was like they were waiting for her. Uh, so when she resigned, how long did she stay without working? Uh, almost four to five months. And she's trying to look for a job? No, yes. She's trying to look for a job and she couldn't find one. And there was unforgiveness between the two of you. Until the prophet spoke, then you came to your senses that maybe it's because... Yeah, that uh, for me, 
not to allow her to come and get a job is hindering her career. Okay. And on that same, same day, on Monday, they, they were looking for someone uh, to... There was a vacant. And then they said she should come for interview on Wednesday, same week. And of which I took her to that interview. And the same lady is like they were friends, the way they were interviewing her, as she was telling me. And then they promised her the, the post because that lady said she wants her. The, uh, the rest of them automatically, it seems like, because they even took her around the hospital. Uh, they, what did they call it? She introduced her to the doctors, nursing staff on the same day of interview. On the day of interview? Yes. And this, on the 1st of August, she received a contract, uh, her contract of a job offer, of which is going to, the increase from the past, and then now the difference is almost 100% of the salary. How much, how much was she making before she resigned? Uh, above 10,000. How much is above 10,000? Uh, uh, it's 10,500 there. 10,500? Yes. And now how much is Even you, financially, you shall be restored. You shall be revived financially. So what can you say about this, sir? You said uh, the prophet was teaching about uh, forgiveness. Uh, where he spoke, where uh, you are not receiving your breakthroughs because of unforgiveness. Now to somebody who is watching you right now, who is listening to your testimony, what can you tell them about uh, forgiveness and the anointing working upon Major Prophet Shepard Bashir? What I could say, this prophet is sent to us for us. And there are some teachings that Papa teaches. Don't undermine anything that Papa teaches. I took it to my heart and then I didn't wait for two years or to interrogate it. On the same spot, I did do my part. It's like in electric, in electric department, there is negative and positive. If you cut, you cut off a negative, the light won't go on. On my side, she is well established, but because of me, she wasn't able to go on with her career. Because of now we are married, I was hindering her. Forgiveness, it plays a major role in every blessing that God has for us. So as you are forgiving those who wronged you, even you, you are about to receive your miracle. Good morning, church. My name is Leseho Beauty Zita. I'm a steward, a Levite in this house of our Father Major One. My testimony is about 
um, international open doors. Um, I've been working for over 14 years without uh, promotion. But uh, in 2015, when I, I, when I came here, it was my first time, I think, on the night of worship, May 2015. And a few months later, Papa prophesied to me. It was the, the time he was doing uh, prophetic gymnastics, um, as he always called them. Uh, he took hold of my passport and said, he sees me leaving, he sees me going, and he sees a ticket in my forehead. So, I, even though I didn't know what it meant, but I thought, you know what, he knows best. Um, he is the prophet after all. So all you, I wa needed was... You didn't know what he meant? Because there was no plan of you, you never thought of leaving or... Yes. Have, I, have you ever uh, fly out of South Africa before? Yes, I, I have. I've been traveling. I'm, I'm quite a traveler, but um, I've been going all, all, all around, like in the, in the southern Africa, but not with a ticket, because a ticket means you'll be flying, because I travel a lot, Botswana, South Africa, Lesotho, Swaziland, uh, like that. I'm, I like traveling. And then uh, when he said that... But not with a ticket, what do you mean? No, listen. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So when he said that, it was just after I had traveled to the UK. So obviously the ticket was not about that. Um, so when he said that, I thought, oh, okay. So maybe something huge is coming up. I started um, praying more. I started uh, receiving declarations, anointing myself. And whenever the prophet would say, receive international doors, I would be, he, it, it would be like he's speaking to me. So, because at the time I thought it was about promotion, um, as it went on around 2017, I now had a desire. I thought, you know what, I had been uh, in this place, but nothing is, is happening. I'm not getting married. I don't have a boyfriend. Men is like they're not even seeing me. I don't know. Maybe this is not my area. I don't have kids, and uh, maybe I should go to another place. But I didn't know where exactly. That's when um, the desire now came. And then when I started to pray some more and came for international, I would meet people from the U.S. and try to chat to them and thinking uh, something may come up from here. But um, it was what only... <laughs> Not really men, but I mean, um, maybe somebody to assist me in going to the U.S., if I may put it that way. So, um, it, I, I, I came for internationals, um, about five internationals to be precise. So, the, the fifth international, which was uh, this past one, on the um, Open Doors International. I came for it, Papa prayed for us. He didn't really say anything much, uh, he just prayed. And then I believed and thought, he said doors, and I'm, I'm looking for an open door. So surely this time is going to be open. Um, January, the same uh, month after international, uh, a friend of mine, she stays in the UK. She gave me a number of her friend in the US. I was thinking, okay, um, maybe if I chat to this one, uh, something may come up. 
But then at the time, I think I was nervous. It took me so much time to do even anything, to even speak to her. Only after um, 20, oh, sorry, in, in March. In March, I think uh, it only happened that we are in the same networking business with the woman. I didn't know at the time. So when I looked uh, in, in our WhatsApp group, I saw some notification that so-and-so in the U.S., like a name, so-and-so in the U.S. Um, has achieved this. But then I was like, okay, I think this number is on my, my, my list of contacts. Who is this? So I went back to my contacts and I realized, oh, this is the same woman that my UK friend has given uh, to me. Why am I not chatting uh, to her now and see? Because I've been uh, wanting this for so long. So immediately when I chatted to her, she was very friendly and only to realize that she is a daughter of Major One. And I did not even know. Whew. So when we started chatting, it was so easy that I even like said to her, woman, I want to come to the States, I want to come whether to work, I want to I want school because I've always desired um, to further my studies. She said, no problem, I'm going to assist you to do the visa. To cut the long story short, um, I started applying, I, I put in some money, I got some money from my sister and uh, saved uh, for a bit, but it was not enough. So I applied online. You are cutting it then, short. Ne? You are cutting the story short. Remember, yeah. that's what you said. Okay, sorry, sir. So, um, I applied online in June, and then I was asked to do an appointment. I went for an appointment, and because I was told that I should be having 50,000 in the account and above, and then all the other documents that to show that a woman, you are going to sustain yourself when you get there, I did not have those. I said, you know what? God of Major One will sustain me and God of Major One will make it work when I get to the interview. They're going to see that he is the one who promotes. Um, if I'm going to the interview, I have nothing. He should be, uh, be the one who would uh, surely give me the visa. So when I got there, the woman just asked me to do the fingerprints. And then when I tried to give her the envelope with the documents, she said, no, I don't need those. So she just uh, asked me like a few questions. If I've ever been to the U.S., where I'm working, and although I told her I, where I work, and um, obviously my my post was not, uh, you know, I didn't earn enough from my post. She didn't even ask me if I had enough or even take the documents that showed that um, I had some money in the account. She said, "Okay, congratulations. Uh, come and get your visa on Thursday." It was Tuesday then. So, so you got your visa without enough paperwork? Nothing. I mean, I, I was even wondering, uh, where does this woman know? But I mean, how does this woman know if what, what I have, whether I have money, whether I work, like I said, I but work? But because the prophet said, I'm seeing an air ticket. It's not about what you have or what you do not have. It's about the word that comes out of the prophet. So when the prophet declares, stop asking yourself questions. Don't ever limit yourself that I'm not fit for this word. When the prophet speaks, it means God in heaven has spoken. And it shall come to pass, you are coming with your testimony. So when I went back on Thursday...
to collect it, I was so surprised because they usually give people um, whether six months or whether five years, two years. So they gave me 10 year visa. If you want to travel international, you can clap better than that. And you are living for USA. You are living for USA. Yes, um, I, I resigned the same month, like two days after I got the visa on my hand, because I was praying, I was like... Uh, uh -huh, you resigned. Uh -huh. Yes, I resigned, and then I worked for the month of July. And then last week, Wednesday, was my last day. And then I'm leaving in September 14th. September 14th. The air ticket is there already. Your international doors are opening. You are coming with your own testimony. I have never seen nobody like you. You're very all I see when I sight you. You have been a friend and a father. Oh, I hear it. I did for you. I see your grace all over me. Babala would bow for you. Super power, oh, yeah, name it, man. The angels bow before your throne. Yeah. Demons tremble at your feet. words what can you say about the anointing working upon major prophet shepherd Bushiri? Uh, brethren uh, the anointing in this house is just too much you you would wonder why you are here and how long it's gonna take you it took me from 2015 to now and uh, although it was tough but uh, God sustained us the anointing of our prophet sustained us uh, even when I, I went there because it wasn't enough, I thought, you know what, this is God, is not me. Those who go to get this through agents for so much money, I don't have that money. I'm going to do it for myself. So I thank God of Major One for what he did for me. And I know that because he did it for me, he will do it also for you. Yes, please. Hi, good morning, Saint. I greet everyone in the name of Jesus. Uh, my testimony is very short and shocked. Uh, I joined the church in... What is your name? Uh, sorry, my name Where is... Where do you come from? <laughs> I'm so shocked this place is very empty. Hi, my name is Martha from Ranfonte. Um... 
Okay. My testimony is very short and short. I joined the church 2016. Um, 2016, I was here. When people are received, I've never receiving anything. Then I backslide. Then uh, last week... You backslide because you have never received anything? Yes, to be honest. Then, <laughs> then um, la uh, last week, Monday, I had a problem with my daughter. My sister, my sister, she's a church goer here. Then my sister, she was there by my place on Friday. And she asked me, why is my daughter? I just told my sister, I don't know where my daughter is. Then my sister said to me, why can't you go to church? I told my sister, no, why? I have to go to church because when I go there, I don't, I don't receive anything. I'm not going there anymore. Then my sister... So when you backslided, what did you receive? I've never received anything. You never received anything? Yes. That's why, I'm, that's why my sister said, no, I must come back on Monday. Because I had a problem with my daughter. Okay. Then I came on Monday. When I came on Monday, because I had a problem, um, uh, Prophet, Prophet was here. Prophet asked about the... Prophet... Oh, I'm, I'm shocked. The prophet prophesied to you. Prophet prophesied to me. This Pro Monday. Yes, this Monday. Uh -huh. Then prophet asked, prophet asked, whose child is missing? Then my sister said, pick up the photo. Then I pick up the photo. I said, Prof no, prophet was passing by. Then I, I just told my sister, you know what? This photo is very heavy. I can't pick up this photo. No. My sister said, pick up the photo. I pick up the photo again. Then the uh, prophet uh, passed again. Then I said, please prophet, my child is, is missing. Then prophet, prophet took my photo and checked the photo. His, uh, prophet asked me, how old is she? I was so nervous. I said to prophet, she's 13, 13. <laughs> then, then prophet said, what? I said, 13, 13, no, Prophet 30, 30. I said, then Prophet said, she looked at the photo, and Prophet said, no, man, she's not missing. I look at the Prophet, because I was shocked, because I've been here for the whole year, 2016, I've never received anything. But Monday... So you, your child is missing... You know your child is missing. Yes. The prophet comes and tells you she is not missing. Yes. No, I was, I was holding the photos. Yes. I was holding the photo. And the prophet, you, you are saying my child is missing. The prophet says, no, she is not missing. Yes, the photo said, no. Is your child missing? I said, yes. You remember even Jesus Christ. They tell him the child is dead. Jesus comes and says, no, the child is not dead. It's the word of God against whatever is being spoken to you. When God speaks, you might come, hey, I'm poor. If God says, no, you are rich. Don't go by what your bank account is telling you. Go by what God is saying in your life. Hey. This child is missing also.
Yes, Papa. Huh? Yes, Papa. This child is missing. Yes, Papa. Okay, hold it. This child is not missing. Yes, Prophet. This child, how old is this child? She's 30. 13? 33 zero. Years old. Look, I said three zero. Huh? I'm confused. You're confused? Yes. Your child. Okay, it's okay. Hold it. Let me just tell you. Yes, Papa. Your child is missing. Yes, Daddy. Huh? Yes, Daddy. Your child is not missing. There are some people they are trying to use your child on drugs. Help me, Papa. Do you understand me? Yes, Papa. They want to now choose a child to do drugs trafficking. Deliver her, please, Papa. Listen to me. Before she has done it, they are being kept somewhere else. Oh, no. Is she in drugs? Yes. Does she do drugs? Yes, but I I don't know because people just told me, no, she's doing drugs. Oh. But I, I never see her, Papa. Me too. I never saw her. But, but, listen. I will, when I pray for you. Yes, daddy. She will, now, the mission they're supposed to do on Wednesday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, Jesus. That's why they're keeping her. Oh, These are mafias. Oh, Lord, please, Papa. No problem. Hold my hand. Your child is coming. Oh, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. After that, what happened? After the prophecy, what happened? After the prophecy, it was on Monday. On Tuesday, my sister called me about five o'clock. She said, where are you? The following day. The following day, yeah. It was on Monday. The following day, on Tuesday. I was sleeping. I was so tired. My sister called me, Jane. She said, where are you? I said, my sister, I'm sleeping. She said, God of Major One, he's very powerful. I said, why? I said, your child is here. I said, no. She came back home. She came back on Tuesday. Yeah. Come on, let's see Demons tremble at your feet. Yeah. See what a mighty God we serve. Yeah. mother and the child they are crying the prophet said before Wednesday eh? before Wednesday your child will come back and he was saying that on a Monday night what a mighty God we serve Tuesday she received her child even you whatever is missing 
is coming back in the name of Jesus. The anointing upon Major One is restoring you. Now, you said you, you backslided because you never received anything. Yes, yes. Now, the prophet speak to you today, tomorrow, God did it for you. Now, for the people who also backslided because they never received anything. Did you receive Jesus? Yes, I received, I received Jesus. Jesus is nothing. No, it's Jesus. Jesus showed me the miracle. I'm saying, you receive Jesus and you are leaving church because you oh, say, yes. I never received anything. Yes. Jesus is greater than anything else. There is nothing greater as Jesus Christ whom you have received. Now, what can you tell and how can you encourage somebody, or maybe who is thinking of backsliding or whatever, now that God has restored you, has brought your child back home, what can you say about this? Your child was in drugs. Yes. Huh? Yes, Pastor. She told you herself. Yes, she, no, she told me she was uh, She's selling. She's even... She was selling the what, drugs. What was happening? I said, wait, wait, you were in drugs. Yes, I was. Huh? Yes, I was. You were in drugs. Yes. I went to rehab and then I relapsed. Oh, she once went to rehab and she relapsed. Now, what can you say about this? What can you say about God of Major Prophet Shepard Bishop? God of Major One is very powerful. Now I'm back. I'm, I'm back to the church now. Me and my family, we're back to the church. And people who are outside, my friends and whoever, they must just come back. This is a true man of God. You can clap your hands better than that. sons and daughters of my father, Major One. Mm, my name is Mary Morero from Botswana, Mopane ECG. I'm here to honor the grace and the anointing that is upon my spiritual father, Major One. The same grace that is doing wonders in our lives. Uh, I came here in February this year, 2019, believing God of Measure One for financial breakthrough. We, Measure One prayed for us, then we went back home. Two weeks after I came from here, I received a call demanding me to submit my company profile. From there, I only found out that I was the only one who submitted and I was given that contract for construction of LA2 for 449,772 Your financial doors are opening somebody. She came for believing God of Major One for financial breakthrough. Two weeks later, a company called, we need your profile. Now, when it's tenders, you bid. 
So maybe she thought I'm one of the bidders, I'm one of the competitors, only to find out later that the profile that they requested was only for her. She was not competing with anybody. In your business, you will not compete with anybody. You are overtaking in the mighty name of Jesus. Your testimony will be bigger in the name of Jesus. And that was straightforward. You, you had the tender for 400? 449,772. Two weeks after international visitors. Yes, the North Major. And that's the contract that we are seeing on the, on the screen. Yes, the North Major. What can you say about uh, this program, International Visitors? What can you say about the anointing working upon Major One? My father, Major One, used to tell us that there is a special angel that is assigned for this international program, international visitors program. I would urge you to do all that you, you can to come for international visitors program. And when you come for international visitors program, you, you should pray believing. You should have faith because God answers faith in your prayer. He, he doesn't just answer any prayer. He answers faith in prayer. And the other thing that I, I just want to say to you is that my father taught us about that, that we, should, we should pray not for fleshly desires, but we should pray for for we sh when we pray, we should promise God that we shall do something in the house of God. started way back in England. It's my husband who alerted me then. Fast forward. When was, that? To, when was that in England? It was about 2005. That's when you, 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 you discover that your child is... Yes. Okay. But then he said he is on marijuana, something like that. Fast forward to 2009, when we relocated to South Africa, it escalated. He started smoking heavy drugs, some with uh, pipes and stuff, something that we don't know. Somebody advised us we should come to ECG. 
When did you know about the, uh, the prophet of God? When did you know about ECG? 2015. So from 2004, whilst in England, until yes. 2015, your child is still in drugs? Doing drugs. Uh -huh. Then I think we, I came here 2016 because I've been trying to persuade him to come with me to Pretoria. He, to, he told us straight away, Mama, my husband's name is Keith, so he calls him, Damkithan, I am not going to major one in Pretoria. We wanted to know why. He said, he's going to change my life. And I, we asked him, don't you want your life to change? Are you okay with, with the way you are? No, Mama, I'm not going there. He's going to change my life. So he already, do you see that that was a demon speaking? So he already knew that. Do you know why some husbands are not allowing the wives to, to come to church? It's because God is going to change their lives. So some people, the reason somebody who is busy drinking beer somewhere, they are busy mocking you, whatever, they know that you are not the same person you were before you came to. And your life is keep on changing and changing and changing. You are coming with your own testimony, somebody. Uh -huh. I came to Isichi, and uh, it was the time Papa said we must jump the line. And uh, I was opportuned to get anointing. Going back home, I anointed everything, starting from his bed, his uh, food, his clothes, without him know knowing, of course, his clothes, everything. And uh, we stayed glued to the telly. When he enters the house, oh, so you're still watching Major One? We'd say, yes, we are. The next time I approached him, he said, yes, I'll come with you to ECG. He accepted to come to church. After you came, you jumped the line and you anointed everything about him. Yes. When you approached him, he said, I'll go to you, with you to church. After anointing the whole house and everything, he said, yes, mama, I will come. That demon will not hold you for so long. That demon is letting you go in the name of Jesus. We came, and uh, the whole weekend, we were here starting on Friday. Going back on Tuesday, he was telling me everything. Mama, do you still remember that day I came running inside the house, and you said you are going to call sniffers, sniffer dogs here? I must be carrying drugs. And I was really running, breathless. You wanted to know why. And I said, no, it's raining outside. That's why I'm running. And I said to him, 
the sniffer dogs will solve a problem because we're not going to be held responsible for something that we're not using. We're not using drugs. You've got drugs. No, Mama, I don't. I remember one time his bedroom was stinking. He was stinking himself. I asked him, can you please go and take a shower? What he said to me was shocking. Mama, do you really think I stink? I'm going to invite a friend of mine who really stinks more than me. You see, demons, demons are cruel. Demons are cruel. But I thank God for giving us the prophet of the living. I thank God for giving us Major Prophet Shepherd Bushir. What seems to be impossible is about to be possible in your life. So he knows that I'm stinking, but he's comfortable. He says, hey, there are people who are stinking more than me. Yes, madam. So after coming, after coming back with him home, in fact, on the way, he said, let me phone Tamkithan. I want my room clean, my clothes. I can't sleep on those on that bedroom. Those clothes, the the, the blankets. And he really phoned him. By the time we got home, his room was spotless. All right. After that, he said to me, "Mom, I need to do something." I get bored sitting around. I said, how about a company? What would you like to do? As I'm talking with you now, he is a motivational speaker. You can clap your hands better than that. So your son is completely free from drugs. For three full years. For three full years. Sorry. He is now opening, trying to open a center in our community to help people with drug problems. His, uh, the name of, the name is Vuka Zuelicha, meaning wake up so your child was so addicted to drugs that's how he looked yes. did, did you see that, that picture he did it himself mom before and after this is me now that picture he did it himself he did it himself I'm gonna write before and after because I want to help. When we are moving around, one time away in town, he the said The mother is us, even crying. He said to us, do you see that one? Who? Mom, these are the people I used to go out with. Did I really look like that? He said, yes, you did. But your duty now is to take other people to your level. 
God is uplifting you, somebody. Your lives will never be the same again. So, so, now that God has delivered your son, now your son is out there helping others who are addicted to drugs, try to, uh, to bring them to his level. What can you say about this God of Major Prophet Shepherd Bushiri? I just think you should have so much faith in this God of Major One because there's so many people knocking and me, you know, some people say to me, why are you going to that church? I said, because it's, it's major, major One, it's the God of Major One, the church is fine for me. He said, well, you shouldn't be going to churches like that. I'm going, no, no, that's my church and I believe in Major One. The God the you must have faith. He says, people discourage him. Why are you going to that church? He says, because I believe in God of Major One. Never allow anybody to discourage you. Something big is about to happen in your life. Madam, what can you say? Maybe there are parents here who have kids who are also addicted to drugs. What can you say about this God who changed your child? My sisters and my brothers never ever lose hope. The drugs are there and they are killing our children. Let's help our children. If God of Major One can do it for us, He'll do it for you as well. Just have faith. Have faith. Never mind those people who discourage you from doing what you want to do and coming to church. I've lost so many friends on the way. I simply block them on WhatsApp or send them a message. Keep your faith, I'll keep mine. So, in short, he'll do it for you. He's a God of second chances. We've seen it with our child. Thank you. I will stand by you in the stormy world. Don't you ever bother. I will stay with you in the stormy world. And don't you ever bother. Now listen to this now. Took the bed for you on the cavalry. I didn't bring you this far just to leave you, yeah, yeah. Took the bed for you on the cavalry, yeah, yeah. I didn't bring you this far just to leave you, yeah. I am a good, good God, and it's have a big God. Don't you worry, yeah. don't you worry, yeah. I have a big God, and it's have a big God. I'll be by your side. Let's sing now. The weather, the mountain big, big, big like. Oh na 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 na. I'll always be with you. The weather, the mountain top, tall, tall like Kilimanjaro. Na 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 na. I'll always be with you. Oh.
I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. My name is Yandisa Stierman. I'm from Eastern Cape. I started connecting on Prophetic Channel 2017 and I was also attending in the branch that is in East London. Uh, I got accepted to study here last year at Swanee North College to study tourism. So I moved here to Pretoria. Then uh, I opened a company, I registered a company uh, through the instruction of our father that we should open companies and allow God to do the rest. Then last month... So you are just a student? Yes. Huh? Yes, I'm a student. And you, you took a step of faith after the prophet say, just go out there, open a company, God will do the rest. Yes. So I decided to go and register my company four months ago. Uh-huh. Then uh, last month, Papa was prophesying to a guy here that he's going to get 700 billion and then he said there are 20 people they should uh, connect with a seed. There's a financial revival that is coming. So I connected with my seed. And then after six days, I received an email. And after six days, you connected uh, with the seed. When the prophet said there will be a financial revival. Yes. Six days later. Six days later, I received an email. And in this email, it's an appointment letter for a tender I didn't even bid for, I didn't even apply for. You never applied for the tender, you never I bid never, for the tender. I never applied for it, I never bid it for and it. And you are just a student. I'm just a student, I've never done any of this. I just opened the company and it was just papers. Even you, connect. In this month of financial revival, your lives will never be the same again. Uh-huh. And then after six days, I received this appointment letter. This appointment letter is saying they want me to supply and deliver uh, machines for medication. And then they are also asking for my quotation, how much I'm going to charge them for these machines. So I sent the quotation and I said I'm going to charge them 58,000 for each machine and there are 15 machines that they want from me. So it's worth how much? 870,000. So you want a tender of 870,000? Yes, that's my quotation and including that it's 1 million. And you are just a student. I'm just a student. It does not matter who you are. God is about to make you a millionaire. Your lives will never be the same again. You make me feel special and bring you every day. My life. Full of sugar and honey You make me feel yeah. 
prophet speaks, he's not speaking to particular people, he's speaking to everyone who is here. So never choose words, no, not, that is not for me, it's for other people, uh-uh. The same God who has brought you here, the same God who has called you to his prophet, he's speaking to you. And in this month, your lives will never be the same again. My sister, what can you say about this? A student... I, I, I think you've never even thought that you could be at this pulpit speaking about this testimony today. But God of Major One did it for you. Now, to the people who are watching you right now, what can you tell them concerning this anointing upon Major One? Um, Jeremiah 1 verse 12 says, God of Major One said that, you have seen correctly, for I am actively watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And in this month of financial revival, he is watching to see that his word will be fulfilled upon your life. Receive your millions, Samba. Yes, please. I greet you, brethren, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My name is Goodness Kupega from Esekunda in Balente. Your name is? Your name is? My name is Goodness Kupega okay. from Sekunda in Balente. Next to me, she's my relative sister, Ngobile. Yes, she's here for confirming about my testimony because I lost some of the papers at home. My testimony goes like this. I was came here in 2016 and I was knew that I'm sick. I was diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. In 2016, I came here from the first time. And when, we are when you are coming, you, are you had already been diagnosed Yes, with yes, Pastor. Yes, I was there in Wall C. Major one was preaching on the main hall. 
Then he said, the Holy Spirit, he says, I must go to World Sea. Then I was there with my other sister. Then he came to us and he touched us and he prayed to us. He said, go. Then I go back to my home. Then, brethren, I never fold my arms. I was busy praying and reading the word of God. And I was believed that one of the good days I will be healed. But God never works as we want. He, he, the, God's ways is never as our ways. It's not, it's not the same as our ways. Then I go and test. When I go to test, I found out I'm still HIV positive. Then I was so worried, brethren. I was so worried, very worried. But I trust God of major one. From there, I keep on praying, keep on praying and fasting. Then the other day, my sister, this one, he phoned me. He said, he's working at the clinic. He said, my sister, why you don't come and test? He never knew anything about me. And this thing, I was the only one who had knew. So you never even told your sister about yes. it? But she's working in the clinic? Yes, she's working at the clinic. At the morning, he phoned me. He said, come and test all the disease in your body. I said, Ay, why? You, how do you know about me? I shout him. And I forget. I, th I thought you were shouting me. Uh huh. And I say, and the God of Mechawan remind me because yesterday at night he woke me up. He say, go and test. You are healed. I never believed that, and I just ignore that. Then he remind me again. He said, go. So when you went, what happened? Then I wake up. I go to the clinic when she worked, my sister. Then I, when I go there, they test me. The first test said HIV positive. The second one said HIV negative. Then I confuse. I say, what's this? And they take the blood in this hand, in this belt. I say, no, God. How can, because you, you, pros, you promised me yesterday at night that I'm healed, I must go and test. Then I came out into the room. Then I, I was happy a little bit because the, the, the result said you are negative at the same time you are positive. I say no. I say I'm the daughter of major one. Anything is possible to my, to my father. I believe and I declare my life will never be the same. Then I decide to come to the internal visitor at the 12th of July. When? At the 12th of July last month. 24th of July. 12th. 12. 1, 2. Okay. Yeah, I decide to come. <laughs> Jesus. Be glorified in this place. Oh, in this surrender, say Jesus. Be glorified.
After international, you came on the 1-2 of July. Yes, Pastor. What happened after international visit? Then on Saturday, when Papa said you must come to the land for praying for us, he said we must be specific in the things that we need to pray. And I didn't mention my status. I only say, I want a baby, Papa. We just pass. When I go back to my home, I say, no, let me go to the clinic and test but I didn't mention to Papa. I go and test. They test me three times. They say, no, go, you are clean, you are negative. You were tested three times. You tested three times, negative, negative, negative. Negative, negative, Pastor. God of Major One has healed you from exactly, HIV. Exactly, exactly, Pastor. What can you, after, you say, this July, Yes, the 12th of July. What can you say right now to somebody who is watching you right now? Somebody who is here, who is looking for healing? What can you encourage them right now? The only thing that I can say, Pastor, people of God, when you are tired of sicknesses and poverty, you will know God of Major One where he is. My name is Kensani Jauke. I'm from Cosmo City. Uh, my testimony goes like this. I would like to thank God of Major One for giving me another opportunity, a chance, a new life. A life that I never thought I would ever have, I would ever smell. I was diagnosed HIV positive. 
in 2012. You were diagnosed HIV positive? In 2012. Okay. And since then, hearing the results, the only thing that came to my mind was, oh my word, my father. I remembered my father is the only person who came into my mind when I was told that. And I was scared as well. I was scared because by then, the only thing that we knew it was death related to HIV. I said, you know what, I have few years to, to live and that I'm going to die. And I was referred to, to, to a physician who deals with HIV uh, patients. And he, he did one-on-one -on -one with me and we spoke and he put me on a program immediately. And then I started taking my, my, I started taking my tablets then. And I continued with, because my, my, my tablets, I was taking them via medical aid. I was working then. And the end of, of December last year, I put in my resignation, which uh, my last date was the end of January. So when that ended with my medical aid, and since then, I never took medical, I never took uh, medication. From because January? From January. I never took medication because I couldn't afford it. Then I would pay, it was something like 340 to 350 for the medication every month. So I didn't afford it as I was not working. And I was just coming to church. And the only thing I was coming to church for that was bedding in my soul, it was my work, my work, my work. Every time when I come, I was just thinking of work and work and work. And since then, in March, I started, I was, I was sick. Things started to change and it take a turn around. I was sick. And when I was sick, you know, in my mind, it wasn't coming HIV or that. I was just sick. I said, you know what? I need to find employment. I need to find employment. And it carried on and on and on. You know, as you see me, now I think I'm, I'm weighing 70 kgs. For, the, for someone who saw me in February, I was 85 kg. So from February, March, April, I was very sick, diarrhea was attacking me, headaches, everything that you can think of. So you, you lost more than 10 kgs? I lost, I lost up more than 15 kgs. 15 kgs, just in a period of small space, just like that. Immediately you stopped taking the medication? Immediately when I stopped taking medication. And you know, the only thing, out of my blindness, the only thing I was thinking, I was like, my job, I need to find work. I'm thinking that maybe I'm stressed from, from not working. Maybe I'm stressed because I'm thinking of what kids are going to eat, what is going to happen. And came a day when I saw the light. You know, a day I never thought it will come in my life. You know, a day that changed my life completely. When, Pro when Prophet introduced, he said, you know what? Everyone must come. Everyone from all walks of life, I've got a present for you. He gave me a sticker that said, I am delivered. And on receipt of the stick, you know, I just thought like, I am delivered. You know, when you say I'm delivered, I said, I'm going to get my job. Going through my email, checking all notes, it's the only my job in my mind. 
So I took that sticker, I plucked it on my door, and after that, I, I prayed, I prayed that day on Sunday. Monday, yo, yo, yo. It's, it's like a tsunami of sickness they started. I was, I think, you know what, I couldn't hold anything in my stomach. I was super sick. Tuesday, I was sick, and my son, you know, he saw that dad is not doing so well. He kept on sitting next to me. Daddy, do you want daughter? Daddy, do you want this? And you know, I'm saying, good. you know what, son? I'm fine, I'm fine. Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, it was worse. And every time in that period, when I opened my, my, my Bible, it kept on saying, I will restore your days. I will restore your days. I think in that week I read the scripture of Joel more than four, five times. And Friday, my partner told me that, you know what, I'm not going to work. I'm taking you to, to, hospital, uh, to the doctor. I said, hell no, I'm not going there. I'm not going to the doctor. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And hey, after she left that Friday, like everything was darkness. I had no strength at all. And I just took my, my clothes, you know, I put on my jacket, I walked. The distance that I walked to the public clinic, it's, I think it's about one kilometers. Maybe I walked it for about two hours. I can't remember. When I got there, yo, there was a queue. But to my surprise that it went so fast. They took everything, the test and all those, and I went to see a sister. So the sister asked me what is wrong. I said, you know what, I'm attacked diarrhea, you know, I've got flu, I have headaches, I've got every pain you can think of. And she asked me, like, what is that? I said, I don't know. And she said to me, when last did you take the HIV test? E, a question I never wanted anyone to ask me. And then I said to her, I said, you know so what? So because of what you are going through, the, doc, uh, the nurse uh, saw that maybe you need the test for, yeah. for yes. HIV. She asked you when last you took the HIV. Yes. Uh -huh. So I told her, you know what? I can't remember. I, I don't know. She said, go and take your, your HIV test before I can give you medication for what you have explained you've got a problem with. You know, as I'm walking there, I'm like... So you, you already know that in your system you are HIV. Yes. You were diagnosed in 2012. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. As you were walking there, you are like... As I'm walking there, I said, why am I going there? Because I already know. Just go back and tell her. I said, no. And then I went, the guy took some time, and he said, he asked me the same question, when last did you take? I said, I don't know. Just take the, the, the test. I want to go back and get my medication before I die. Yo, he sat there and explained that when you see one stripe, it means you are negative. Second stripe, it means you are positive. I said, okay, let's do this. I want to get my tablets and go home and sleep. To my surprise, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, it's one stripe. I'm watching it, it's one stripe. And <laughs> you make me shine in my darkest hour. In times of need, you fight for me. You make me shine in my darkest hour. In times of need, you fight for my victory. That's who you are.
everybody. We say, that's who you are. So never change. After I went back to, to the sister, and the sister looked at everything, and she was like, I, I don't know what is happening, but let me give you medication for your diarrhea, your flu, and whatever symptoms that you are feeling. After I took, I took my medication, I ran. I just ran. After Why you did you run, sir? I'm thinking someone will call me and say, hey. Hey, come back. Come back. God is delivering you, somebody. You are coming back with your own testimony. You see, this man was in denial for a long time. He was in denial for a long time that God himself had to force him that you, you being in denial, you will not know that I've healed you. You must go to hospital so that you can come and glorify my name. So he put that sticker. He's still in denial. Until God says, hey, whether you want or you do not want, you'll be tested. Guess what? When he's going there, he's afraid. Hey, he says, I looked one line. I looked. The line is not appearing. I looked. And you just got treated for what? For flu. It was diarrhea, it was headache, everything that you can think of. But immediately you received that result. Immediately you received When going good to results. the hospital, a one kilometer journey, it took him two hours. It took him two hours. That's how weak he was. God just showed him that, hey, remember what I said through my prophet, you are delivered. God just showed him that no HIV. The man says, going back, it took five minutes. Even you, you might have struggled for a long time. But what you have been looking for, you are about to receive. In this month, God is opening your doors. Now that you are free, you are delivered, sir. What can you say about the God of Major Prophet Shepard Bashiri? And how can you encourage somebody who is watching you right now? Uh, Yes, Pastor, something that, you know, after I received those, that when I was on my way home, you know, I was facing one battle to come and testify. You know, there were, this, this mind says, it reminded me of everything that I've been through, everyone that I know, that if you stand in front and say this, what is going to happen? This and that and that. That was the battle that I, was, I suffered since I received those results, that should I, should I not? I pray and pray about it. And I'm saying like, I remember one day I said, God, for everything you do for me, I will bring back the glory to you because you did it for me. And to everyone who's sitting with the testimony of God, it is an error. It is an error because for God to heal you, for God to do that thing he did for you, it means he wants you to encourage someone, someone who, will, who is going to receive Jesus because of that testimony. 
to everyone who's going through this similar problem. All I can tell you, seek the face of God and God will see you through. I just want us to stand up right now. I just want us to connect to the anointing upon our Father. This is a Sunday financial revival. And the anointing upon Major One is about to do it for you. Right now, I just want us to pray and connect to the anointing. Just open your mouth right now. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray before God in the name of Jesus. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all.
Once again, I'd like to welcome you, all of you today, wonderful people, the people of God. Today, I'd like to remind you that we are in the month of August. And the Lord has revealed unto me some few things I'd like to share with you today in the world sharing. And at the end, I'd like to pray with you and have faith that God who was who is and who is to come, will still be the same God today, and he will do what he did 2,000 years ago, what he did 5,000 years ago. And I have faith that my faith and your faith is still the same faith that Peter had, that Apostle Paul had, and that all the women in the Bible and all great men had. So I welcome you today in this wonderful message that I'll be sharing with you today. And the message I'll be sharing with you today is called Financial Revival. One will be asking questions. What do you mean when we say financial revival? We are in a church. We have people who are critics of the gospel of finances in the church. Well, before you criticize, understand what we believe in this church. In this church, we believe that God has given revivals not only one revival, but different revivals in our ministry. And among these revivals includes the word revival. God will never do a revival in a place without his word. His word is the primary source of all other revivals we may talk about. So the word of the Lord is on its own manifested in every church where there is a revival manifested on its own as a revival secondly we believe in this church that we go through a worship revival that is what is called worship revival when there is a worship revival in the church the church is influenced by the spirit of worship not one but everyone in the church is engaged in participating in the fellowship of worship and the third type of worship, which we believe and I believe and I preach and I teach you, is what we call ministry revival. And the ministry revival is whereby the spiritual gifts of believers, people who believe in the name of Jesus, as he said, those who shall believe in my name, the following shall follow them. Not only following them, but according to First Corinthians, they manifest as spiritual gifts. To some healing, to some faith, to some prophecy, to some tongues, interpretation. All those gifts mentioned in the word of the Lord. So we have got the ministry revival where a church is invaded by the spiritual manifestations of spiritual gifts. So we have a revival in the church of giftings. And we have another revival which is called prayer revival. There is no revival, never heard. People say, there is revival in the town. There is revival in the town. Revival must be in the fivefold. It's not revival until there is prayer. It's not revival until there is worship. It's not revival until there is the word. It's not revival until there are gifts manifesting. So we got prayer. You can't have a revival without prayer, which comes from a Greek word, prosuche. Prosuche. It means bringing out 
the information, the acquisition of information in your spirit realm. Whereby you don't pray to the Holy Ghost. You don't pray to the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit in your weakness helps you to intercede with groanings which cannot be uttered. If you follow the message, say I'm following prophet. So we have the fourth one, which is prayer. And the last one, which is financial revival. So we got world revival, prayer revival, worship revival, ministry revival, and financial revival. So it's not a revival. Only in prayer and no finances. This is why in the book of Acts, chapter 2, he said, I've given everything in your hands. I told you before, when God created the world, he never made it for himself. I've seen people saying, God is in the control of the world. Wow, it sounds nice and religious. But it's wrong. God made the world not for himself. He said, I'll create the world. After creating the world, he made a man from the dust. I, come on, in Genesis 2 verse 7, the Bible says, and man became the living soul. You there? When God made a man, God said, let us give him dominion over the things of the air, the things of the land, and the things of the water. Dominion was not given to God himself, but he transferred the power of atone to a man. So the one, the one in control was meant to be a man. You're following me, right? But what happened with the man? Man sinned against God. I told you. The law of authority. So God came down. Adam, Adam, where? And Adam was like, uh, it's not me. How many are following the message? How many? How many are following? I can see your hands up. How many are following? How many are following? Are you following? Oh. Adam, say, it's not me. It's my wife. You see, that's how Adam transferred power from man to a woman. God removed his eyes from man and went to a woman. If a woman didn't answer anything, a woman could be more powerful than anything. But a woman said, it's not me, it's the snake. The woman transferred authority to a snake. And a snake blamed no one. A snake stayed quiet. That's why until today, the devil took over power. The enemy is so cunning. The devil is so cunning. To a level whereby he can actually give you a fruit in order to take your whole forest. You didn't hear that one. The devil gave man a fruit in order to take the whole garden.
And from that moment, the devil had power until Jesus was dispatched from the throne of glory. You must understand that man had power over everything, including gold, silver, and everything in the world. And when, 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 when man sinned, the devil took over. And Jesus came to the world, not for all men now. He came to restore back the authority and power, not to all men, but to those who shall believe. He said, he came back with the same power which Adam had. He said, if those who shall believe in my name, they shall lay their hands on the sick, they shall be healed. They will speak in new tongues. Then he says, they will drink anything deadly. It will not hurt them. Do you know that this is how the life of Adam was before? He's restoring back what was given to Adam, but not to everyone, but only to those who shall believe in his name. So now, man lost power, but not all men. Those who believe in the name of Jesus, they have the same power which Adam had. They can say to the wind, stop, the wind can stop. Mountain move, a mountain can move. They can say to the blind man, see, a blind man can see. Hear, ears can open. Somebody say, yes. Yes. So the power now is not for everybody. It's only for those who shall believe. Oh my God. The same things Adam was enjoying. We believers, we are enjoying. Remission of sin. You have forgiveness. <laughs> we don't attract millionaires. We produce millionaires. Let heaven open for you. I In the name of Jesus. I sit down. Just sit down for a moment. Tell your neighbor, things are happening right here. Are they hearing you, right? Tell them, things are happening right here. Are they hearing you? Now watch this. Watch this. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I've got so many people preaching the message. Preaching about Jesus. Are, are you following? Can I see your hand up here following the message? Alright. And they preach Jesus in a wrong way. Do you know what people say about Jesus? They don't know that I, I just don't understand how people came in and made the whole birth of Jesus sound so poor. The enemy, the devil, succeeded in intruding in the church and bringing a philosophy that makes people believe that Jesus is associated with the poverty. Listen to me. 
As I said, what I'm going to share with you is going to blow your mind. You ready for this? You ready for this? In the first place, I was shared with you that Joseph, the father of Jesus, allegedly, the father of Jesus, he's not the father of Jesus. But Joseph, you see, when Jesus is healing the sick, any place he goes, do you know what people are saying? Is he not the son of Joseph the carpenter? Wait a moment. Any country, any part of the country he goes, this tells you that the father of Jesus, Joseph, his carpentry was one of the most famous shops. I'm just speaking this to you, right? If he was a poor carpenter, who could have known him? We have got big shops in South Africa for, for, for furniture, right? That's how Joseph was. Wherever Jesus went, he was a celebrity. They were like, is he not the son of? If somebody can tell you now, is he not the son of Bill Gates? You understand what I'm talking about. And people will associate Jesus with Joseph and the carpenter. Number one. Number two. Number two. What people don't understand is that the father of Jesus, Joseph, had a personal property, a beautiful house. I'm going to open a verse for you that says Joseph had a house. What people don't understand is that Joseph did not walk to go for registration on census. In those days, there were no cars. If you have a donkey or a horse, you were a rich man. Joseph did not use his legs. They were riding on a donkey. No. You hear right? We're going to say a Mercedes Benz of today. Number four. When Joseph went there, the Bible says he went to a hotel. But the hotel was fully booked. Which means he had the money to pay the hotel. five the fact that the woman was giving birth they had no any nothing to do apart from to look for a safer place and a safer place in those days it could be any place you could hide and in israel they had places they were keeping their ship and they went there and jesus was born it's like you're going to a hospital and she's delivering on the road. That does not mean you didn't have a hospital. Wait. And when he was born, he was, he was born a poor, a poor birth. 
He was born in a manger. Number one, there's no scripture in the Bible which says he was born in a manger. When he was born, he was eventually after put in a manger. Not born in a manger. Are you following right? I want to just bring you some wrong doctrines which people have grown you see, they have grown up with those wrong doctrines. And I want you to understand that. There's no scripture in the Bible that says he was born in a manger. And that he was so poor, he couldn't afford the hotel and he had to go into a place where there were ships. No, there's no scripture like that. He went to a hotel and was fully booked. In those days for a human being to look for a hotel, 2,000 years ago, if some of you until today, you can't afford a hotel. But Joseph had abilities to pay a hotel. Now, I want to show you something. Can I go ahead? <laughs> are, you, are you here, right? Mm. Now, listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. Jesus is born. The shepherds went to see him. Right? The shepherds went to see him. After that, who came to see him? Right on the same scene where he was born, right? It's a wrong doctrine. I'm going to give you a verse there. They didn't see him. They didn't see Jesus in that place. They went to visit Jesus in the house of Joseph. Okay, can I give the verse? Just give me a verse. Oh. <laughs> How many are following? I said, how many are following? <laughs> Let's go to John chapter 2. I'm not following the message. All right. Now, I want you to see these things and I want you to write them down, okay? I want you to see the following things and I want you to write them down. It's very, very important that you have this in your mind, right? Okay. Before we go to John 2, where he turned water into wine, let's go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Are you there? If you're still opening, so wait for me. From verse 1, 1 to the go read. Let's go verse 7. We'll be jumping some verses. Let's go verse 7. 
verse 9. Come on, verse 9. Can I read louder? Went before them, went before them, till. Come on, I want to read together. Come on, once again, one, three, go read. Where the young child was, not the baby. Already I'm having a problem over there. It's not a, a baby, it's a young child. This time already must understand there was a time between when he was born and when he became a child. Now, from there, just go verse 10. Verse 10 says what? Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Verse 11. One, two, three, go. Wait. When they came where? Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Who, whose house is this? I don't know how people preach this message. I just don't understand how people preach this message. When they came into the house, not of the baby, of the young child. And there were not three wise men. There's no scripture in the Bible saying there were three wise men. The Bible just says wise men. They carried three gifts. Not three wise men. The Bible must not be rewritten. The Bible must be reread. You didn't hear this. This is a house of Joseph. Listen to me. God would never make a plan of carrying out a great commission through someone he knows will never have the abilities and capabilities. The reason you're called by God, he sees in you abilities. He sees finances around you. That's why he has made you. The Bible says we are called kings and priests. According to Revelation 1 verse 5, we are kings. There is no poor king in the world. The Bible says for you, we have been made kings and priests. First kings, then priests. You can never offer a priestly work if you don't have the king kingly abilities no tell your neighbor you will never offer a priestly duties you will never offer priestly duties without kingly abilities what would you do God wants you to build something. He wants to help the poor. He wants to do, and you have nothing. 
That's why the, the Lord said to me, I'm about to visit the church. And I'm, I'm not saying ECG church. I'm saying his church. The whole world. He's going to visit his church. Oh my God. If you believe, say, I believe prophet. I believe prophet. Something. You will sing that. Now I know. He touched me. And made me. Just sit down for a moment. I'm so sharing the gospel. You see, the reason why if you read Matthew's look, they all say the gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Matthew. Do you know why they say the gospel according to? Because they wrote differently. It's not how it is. It is how Luke understands. It's how Matthew wrote it. It's, it's according to him. So this message is the gospel according to Mejawan. I'm talking to somebody right here. Now understand this message. Now go back verse 10. You'll be shocked. Go back verse 10. The Bible says what? <laughs> when, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with one. Exceeding great joy. Verse 11. The Bible says what? And when they were come into their house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. God, my God. Wait, I have a problem here. I'm talking to people who like to be like Jesus. Yet they have never touched God. They have never entered in God deals. Jesus at the young age. One bar of gold can cost up to $400,000. Which must be 4 million rands. Jesus at a young age. He has got wise men from the east. Bringing unto him. These are people who were astrologers. They were worshipping idols. They didn't know. They didn't follow the star by the revelation of, of the Holy Spirit. No. It was by their worship. By their astrology. Uh, 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 as astronomers, people who were studying things, stars, the moon, it's not God. The first thing God did at the young age of Jesus, the wealth was transferred from the hands of the wicked. Idol worshippers, star worshippers, given to the young Jesus. This is coming to somebody right now. Oh, yes. Businesses from great wicked man is coming to the church projects are coming from corrupted leaders coming in the hands of sons of god somebody say yes. yes do you know people who are managing companies right now do you know people getting big tenders and deals contracts are being taken by wicked corrupt corrupt leaders 
and the church is struggling. All they do is speak in tongues and say, I believe in God. No, things are turning around. The church is taking back jobs. The church is taking back contracts. The church is receiving. Somebody say yes. Come on, give them a high five. Tell them it's going to happen today. Turning around, turning around. Come on, sit down. Sit down. Tell your neighbor it's going to happen. Come, all those contracts, jobs, promotions. You say wicked man being promoted. They have nothing to do with God. They have nothing to do with the worship. Things are. Bring it on me, Somebody said, Not in my face. Not in my face. This will never happen, not under my watch. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Watch this. And they have nothing to do with God. Sit down for a moment. I want to share this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine people who are, you see, the worship stars. They understand the moon and all those things. Can you imagine? They follow Jesus just to give him God. For free. And worship him. At the name of Jesus, every knee They worshipped him. The wicked people, corrupt people. Oh yes. When I mention this name, oh yes. And these wicked people are rich, oh, yes. are winning contracts. When we mention the name of Jesus, oh, yes. they'll bow down to your God. They'll bow down to your God. Oh, yes. Somebody say yes, my prophet. Yes, my father. Sit down. Now watch this. And I got one thing more to share with you. Do you know what was the next thing they gave? 75 pounds. Oh, go back to the verse. 75 pounds. Hey, 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 hey. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and he fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and what? Francis. And Francis and what? Huh? Mary <laughs> Mar. Mar. Alright, we're, we're going to see these things in just, just a few minutes later. I'm telling you, we're going to see those things in just a few minutes later. You know what, what is Francis? Francis, it is the Arabic, Arabic spice. The most expensive Arabic spice. One time I was in Dubai, I was in this restaurant, alright, where there is um, this famous a chef do with meat. Mr. Salt. Now he 
that brought to me a small piece of meat. And I was shocked with the price. I was shocked. I said, why the price? He said, because there is frankincense. I touched my head. I said, so Jesus was given the most expensive spice. I will tell you why. I will tell you why, just a few minutes from now. Francis is not just, is not just a spice. It is also used in the temple, in the Bible, for incense, burning incense. And more, which is written over there, is also the most expensive in the world. It is used for two things. One, as a spice, but not edible. Most of the times, just to add the smell. That's why Jesus on the cross, they took more and put in the vinegar and gave him on the cross. It's very expensive. But normally it is used to embalm a body of a dead person. This wise man brought three gifts which were prophetic. One, God. God spiritually is a presentation or representation of kingship. If you go to every king in the house, all you'll be seeing is made of God. So God represents kingship. So they came to announce that he is a king. Francis, which is used for incense, he is a priest. Incense represents prayer. He is a prayer himself. And more, which represents embalmment. He will never die. Oh, I'm talking to wrong people. Let me try to go to this direction. So the gifts, the current, had meanings. Hmm. Jesus needed that prophecy to happen. But God would never use poor people. No one would bring God. No one would bring the, the Francis. Nobody would bring the precious materials they brought to the Lord Jesus if they were broke. God looked for the rich in order to come. And do that thing. God is looking for people. He can give them finances. For them to execute. Duties. To fulfill his last day's prophecy. The church has been under siege. The church is under siege right now. The people in the church. The man of God, the church is under siege. The enemy has infiltrated everywhere, taken over the churches. If you're rising, fight you. If you're in the church, if you're giving, remove your finances. If you're doing that, if you have a heart to give, a heart to help the ministry, you are meeting calamities because the enemy knows what rich believers can do. 
the enemy knows what rich believers can do for the kingdom the enemy has an idea and on that the enemy went to some men of god to capitalize the gospel of poverty to a level whereby when a man of god is preaching god's prosperity to his people they say no 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 that's not the gospel he's preaching about riches now we can't preach about riches we preach jesus crucified and we preach him for every man and every woman to receive him but that does not end there that's why i've got people coming to church eventually living in the church but they see no any benefit of being in the church because the church is not teaching the community how they must live and what they must do how many are following the message can i ask you a simple question were people not there in Jerusalem? Were people not there in Israel? Why should God use heathens to bring and save Jesus Christ? If you will not do it, if you will not do it, God will take heathen, outcasts out there, will come over here and do it. They will say, we, we have come, we want to help the church. Muslims. They will come and say, we want to help the church. Somebody say, not here. Some around. Come on, somebody say, I'm around. I wonder why God brought you here. If you are not important... You see, prophetic ministry, there's not any single day I come to your house and say, please come to my church, come to my church. There's not any single advert on any radio station, on any TV that you know in this country, that I went there and say, please, we are inviting everybody. You, if you came here, God himself brought you here. come on a gun point your house I said come on let's go let's go I never did that I came here in 2015 January 16 17 18 and this is the fourth year I've been here for three years and this is the fourth year and all of you here you think how did you come over here God saw your need and he said I want to take away your needs Can you see overflow in Toyando? That's an overflow in Toyando. We have so many overflows watching us today. So many. Why did God bring you here? Because God knows I have a plan. I have a great plan. Plan not to harm you. Plan not to harm you. God has a plan for you. Oh, yes. 
We are still looking into something right now, all right? Now, we see at the birth of Jesus, at the birth of Jesus, we see expensive things coming. God treasures. Are you following? I'm about to finish my message. Are you following, right? But I have not yet blown your mind. I'm about to. Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's check this. Isaiah 53. From verse 6 to 9. Isaiah 53. Verse 6 to 9. Interesting. All we lack sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now verse 7, the Bible says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Who is this? Jesus. Yet he, he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. Verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off. You see that the word declare over there. In NIV says this. Just look at this. In NIV. Who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. Nine. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, comma. And with the rich not on his death in his death <laughs> though he had not done violence nor was any deceit in his mouth I want to find this rich so I'm going to open the scripture and find the rich who were on his death understand this on his birth the rich were involved they brought God, they brought all those things. Right? On his death, the rich were involved. Now, I want to show you. Because sometimes you may be asking, why am I not rich? Because you have no any mission to do for God. God will give his prosperity to those with a kingdom mind. You must have a mission to save God. To save the poor. You ask and you have not. Because you ask amiss to spend what you need for your own personal desires. Just get that. That's amazing what the Bible is saying over there. I want you to get that right. 
Because if you get it wrong, whatever I will share with you from now, you will not understand it. I'm saying, God in you, if Jesus must resurrect from the dead, I must involve the rich. Do you know, if some of us, when we attacked, if the rich were not on our side, we could not have risen again. We have the rich in your midst. Jesus, he needed the rich. Otherwise, there's no resurrection. There's no burial. I'm going to show who are these rich. You're here, or you're following, or you're tired. John 19, verse 38 to 42. John 19, verse 38. Quickly. What did Baba say? And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, now wait, stop over there. Go to Luke 21. 23, verse 51. Look. The same had what? Not consented to the council and did of them. He was of Arimathea. Now, let's start from verse 50. Okay, to get something over there. Verse 50 says what? And behold, there was a man named Joseph. Now, give me New Living Translation. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish High Council. Stop over there. Give me Amplified Version. Amplified Version. Alright. Now notice. There was a man named Joseph from the what? Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, the Sanhedrin. And a good, upright, adventurous man. And righteous in the right standing with God and man. Now, give me a message. Translation. There was a man by the name Joseph, a member of the Jewish High Council, a man of good heart and of a good character. Now, Matthew 27. Matthew 27, verse 57. Says what? Matthew 27, verse 57. When the evening was come, there was a rich man of Arimathea. Now, give me message, translation. Late in the afternoon, a wealthy man from Arimathea. No, 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 you didn't hear this. A disciple of Jesus arrived. His name was Joseph. Go down. Then it says what? He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate granted his request. A poor man could not even go by the gate.
poor man by the gate. What are you doing here? When Joseph arrived with his convoy, salutes open, 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 open. Sir, Joseph of Arimathea, the rich man, is here. Get him in. The kingdom of God is coming back to his glory. Joseph of Arimathea, a rich a wealthy man. Now, now go back to John. Let's just go back to John 19. Right. Let's check this thing. Okay? Go back to John 19 verse 38. Now, and after this Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple, now we know who he is, right? Are we aware who Joseph is? Who is Joseph? And we have also seen he's not just rich and wealthy, but he is an upright man. He is a believer. He is a disciple. He is born again. Do you understand? He is not just a normal man, but he is born again. Now, let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Then the Bible says what? And after this Joseph of Admethia, being a disciple of Jesus, being a what? He is a born again, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took with the body of Jesus. Stop there. I'm about to shock you. Of another man who went to visit Jesus in the night. Do you know Nicodemus? He spent $300,000. Okay, next verse. Quickly. Oh. Go back quickly. Go to the verse. And there came also Nicodemus. Which are the first came to Jesus by night. And brought a mixture of meal and aloes. About a hundred pounds. You can Google the amount of 100 pounds, a mixture of arrows and more. The worth of it now, according to the current stock market, is $300,000. Yeah. You call yourself a kingdom of financial. I finance. How much do you give? Two thousand. Nicodemus. If you look in according to our currency in South Africa, three hundred thousand dollars is about how much? Almost five million rands. Just to buy. Moor and what? Aloes. Can you see Moor again when the, the people brought Moor in the, in the beginning? It was a prophecy. Why did he buy those things? To embalm the body of Je Nicodemus. 100 pounds. One hundred pounds. A mixture. 
for the kingdom. Can you imagine if they were poor people? Okay, so who is Nicodemus? Nicodemus also is one of the high men. He is like a minister in government. How do we know? John chapter 3. Let's see who he is. John chapter 3, the Bible says what? From verse 1. Let's go. Verse 1 of John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now, ah, you didn't hear that. Let's go to message translation. There was a man of the Pharisees sect. My God. Pharisees sect. Nicodemus, a prominent leader. He was not just a leader, but a prominent. Not of a particular place. All the Jews. God is, is going to put people in corridors of power. Now look at that. Look, look at that. These are men who were involved on the death of Jesus. Nicodemus and who? Joseph of Arimathea. Can you imagine that? God wants to do something in this ministry. Who would he involve? The poor or the rich? Exactly. You must find a reason to be rich. Uh, somebody's confused now. I've been reading my Bible, but I didn't read this. Can we go ahead? Can we go ahead a little bit on the message? Can we go a little bit ahead? Now, go back to the scripture. No, not John. Let's go on 19. We're on 39. Go back to John 19, verse 39. And then came also Nicodemus, and which and the first came to Jesus by night. Wait, I'm so sorry. Let me take you back a little bit. John 3, verse 7. Let's see where Nicodemus got born again. All this message of being born again was brought by Nicodemus. You are born again today. You know the word born again because of Nicodemus. All right, read together. One thing, go read. And to verse 9. Oh, come on. Come on, verse... verse. Go, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back, verse 7. This is what? Mother or not, it got verse 3. Go verse 3. Go verse 3. The still says what? Jesus answered and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born again. So who was he speaking to? Nicodemus. So he got born again on that chapter. On his death. This time around, he's not coming at night. He comes by the departments. 
this time around. <laughs> I'm not coming by the night. He comes by the day. Who's following the message? Okay. Someone was on the internet now checking the price of 100 pounds of what? Of mail. All right? Okay, just, just, just confirm what I'm saying. They say in today's market, 75 pounds of aloes and myrrh. That's 75, not 100, right? Yes. Only on 75, not 100, okay? Were to sell for 150,000 to 200,000 uh, what? US dollars. Okay, that's 75. Yes. And 75? we are talking of 100 here. All right. 75 pounds would sell for 150 to 200,000 US dollars of today. Now, when we convert it to rents, that's 2.8 million. That's 75 pounds. Yes. But we are saying Nicodemus brought how many pounds? 100 pounds. You have never, you have never touched it yourself. Where you are, you're looking for a miracle of 1 million. <laughs> Until today, this has been recorded as the most expensive funeral ever in the world. Expensive burial. Expensive burial. And I'm about to show you something now. I'm about to show you something. These are the things, you see, you read them and you jump with them. Now, I'm about to show you something now. On the same verse, there is a man called Joseph of Arimathea. Do you know what he did? He bought a land, a new grave that has never been used before. And now in Israel, where he bought the land, all the next plots there, they amount to $3 million and above to buy a plot in Jerusalem now. Google on the internet. To buy a plot in Jerusalem is $3 million and he bought a plot just to bury Jesus. He bought a plot just to bury Jesus. And somebody comes to you and say, No, you can even be poor, no problem. No, what are you talking about? We, are you following? Can you see hand up if you're following? Go verse 40. Go verse 40 quickly. Go verse 40. John 19, verse 40. Middle ground, are you following, right? Okay, go verse 40. One, three, go read. Verse 4, it says what? Come, can you read louder? Can I, can I have you read? Or maybe I go to the other overflow. Can you read louder? Come on, one, two, go read. Can you imagine? Can, this has never happened before. 100 pounds of spices around the board of Jesus. 
Can you imagine? In a new grave. In those days, they didn't have, you know, to have a new grave. He, nobody shared with him. I'm going to tell you why. Let's go back to the verse. And they didn't want, then they took the board of Jesus and, and what? Worn it in linen clothes with the spices as the man of the Jews to bow. Verse 41. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new what? Sepulchre, wherein was never man yet lay. 42. There laid they Jesus. Therefore, because the Jews' preparation day for the sepulchre was nay at hand. Now, I just want to see this. Isaiah 53 verse 9. It says that he will be put to the what? He will be buried together with the what? No, 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 no. no. With the wicked. And in his death, the rich. Did you hear that right? Now, the reason why they killed Jesus together with the two wicked men was that when he is dead, he is finished. No one will care about him anymore. So they will remove him from the cross with the two wicked, according to their plan, to fulfill Isaiah 53, that he will be buried with the wicked. So he had the two wicked men and one admitted that, hey, my brother, this man is innocent. You and I, we are wicked. So the plan was, when we attack him, when we kill him, nobody will go to, to help him. So we're going to bury him with the wicked. But the Bible says, unfortunately, in his death, there will be rich people. So he will not be buried with the wicked. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right here. Who's following? Who's following? Who's following the message? I said, who is following the message? That's a problem. I have got to reach people in the church. Which are you? Say me. So their plans were to make sure that Jesus must go and get buried with the wicked. A good example is this ministry. If we didn't have rich people, partners, each time the enemy hit us, we would have been buried. We could be history by now. To say, no, now there was there was a church. We could be history like other wicked people who are buried by now. But the, unfortunately, since there will be the rich in their midst. In this year, you are slow to answer. Let me try this direction. Now tell me something. Let me not declare because you were slow a little bit. 
Sit down. Let me ask you a simple question. When I went to Israel, I went to the tomb of Jesus. When people are going to the tomb of Jesus, do they say they are going to the tomb of Jesus? Or what? What do they say? They are going to the tomb of Jesus, right? I have seen the tomb of even me. I said, I have seen the tomb of Jesus. But that's not true. It is a plot of Joseph. It's not the tomb of Jesus. In fact, it is the tomb of Joseph. Joseph bought with his money. The papers until today are under Joseph of Arimathea. It's not just a tomb. You heard it wrong. The Bible says a garden. He bought the whole garden. How many hear the message right? And are ready to receive something to happen to their lives. Now I want to see the hand if you're following. How many are saying, Prophet, I want an anointing today that should make me support the kingdom of God. It's time. Tell you about it's time. It's the right time. Look at your neighbor. Say, can you imagine if there were only poor people at the death? Do you understand? Simple question I want to ask you. Can I ask you? There were disciples of Jesus. There was the mother of Jesus. Can you imagine? None of them did God trust the body of his son into their hands. He trusted the body of his son Jesus in the hands of the rich. you didn't hear this there were people moving with Jesus every day carrying his bag walking with him but when he died God said not to you I will look for the rich oh, yes, until today it is recorded that the ones who took the body of Christ were not the poor people they were what? rich people sit down now let me tell you they took from the cross what did they take from the cross the body of christ what is the definition of that the church what is the church the body of christ you are slow you are slow let me go this direction in these last days god will never trust the church in the hands of anybody he is taking back the church to the rich Receive your prosperity. I receive it. Now sit up a moment. There was nothing like I am Peter. There was nothing like I am his mother. In a normal situation, the family was supposed to be involved. But that's not the case. He says, no, 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 no. I don't care whether you're family. I don't care. I am God. 
I will involve the rich. Wait, I'm not talking about the body of Jesus anymore. I'm talking about the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? The church. God says, all right. So, imagine he is with the wicked. One wicked to the left, one wicked to the right. God says, I will remove the church from the hands of the wicked. I will remove my church from hands of pirates to the hands of the rich. Not only rich, but born against children of God. Somebody say yes. Sit down for a moment. Are you seeing this message? Not just rich, but born against, tongue-speaking, spirit-filled. I would take out the body of my church, which is the church, the body of Christ. So Pilate was informed that the born against who are rich, they are removing the body from your hands. They are taking over the church. We have got now wicked people who have been who have been controlling the church for many many years. They are using media. They are using anything, any platform to destroy what the church. They have been in control of this church for years and years, using their resources to destroy the church, using whatever means they can to destroy the church. But in this month of August, the church is going back to spirit-filled, rich, blessed, wealthy children of God. Sit down for a moment. You heard the message, right? For a long time. The church is being controlled. Don't think that, listen, the church is being controlled by few people. They have got a problem with the church. What we are doing here, helping people, they'll never write that in the newspaper. Anything good, they'll never write. Because they, are, they have been controlling the church for a long time. And all they are looking for is where they can find a weakness and a mistake. And they can capitalize whether it's true or not. But the church is no longer going to be in their control. Because God is raising you and you and you. And you, he is raising you. You will be rich and wealthy. You speak in tongues, spit filled, upright before the Lord. You will sponsor and defend the gospel. Somebody say yes. Yes. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus, somebody. Ah, so Sit down for a moment. Tell your neighbor things are happening right here. Joseph of Arimathea. 
He removed the body of Christ from the cross. And the definition of the body of Christ is what? The church. He removed the church from the hands of the wicked. The only person right now, right now, this ministry, these churches, all the prophets, the whole world, they are in the hands of the wicked. The wicked are controlling how people should think of us. How people should think of men of God. They are controlling, they have got an agenda. They are controlling what the world should think of Major One. They are on a great propaganda. Do you understand? But God who is raising the Joseph of Arimathea. Who would take away the reproach? You didn't hear what just said right here. God is raising the Nicodemus of our time. Who will say there will be no any decaying? The church will not decay. I will embalm the church with my resources. There will be no decaying of the body of Christ. Somebody say yes. I heard somebody told me. That's enough for a moment. The church must compose. The church must decay. No. I will embalm the body of Christ with my resources so that the body of Christ must not what? Decay. He took his resources. I will not allow what God is doing in our midst to be buried. Look at your number next to you. Tell them, the Lord loves you. Say, God is raising you right now. No, you didn't hear me. Come on, two, speak to two people. Tell them, God is raising you as a, a believer who is a billionaire for the sake of the kingdom.
still standing like that. Exodus 34 verse 10. Last verse. And I'm not preaching, just a reading of the scripture. And what you'll be reading right now is going to happen with you. And if your children's children, it shall be a covenant. What you're about to read now shall be a covenant with your children and your children's children. Exodus 34 verse 10. And I want you to read together. One, two, three, go. Read. Wait. Wait a moment. Give me an IV. I think I'm going to have problems with some people here. To read it, they thighs, they... All right, one, two, three, go. Read! Watch this. Go by the verse. The Bible says, Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders. You'll be shocked. I'm telling you. I will do wonders never before done. These are things you've never ever seen in your life. Wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among with will see your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, your family members. 
they will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for back restoration to the church the church lost its glory that's why until today people are complaining in church i have no money i have nothing i have no this i have no this because the enemy took over so they can control us so they can tell us what to do they took over the church They took over the church. The enemy took over the church. So they will control how things must be. But I have good news for you. This is not a preaching. Don't mistake with the preaching. It's completely revelation. God said to me, tell my people, tell the church worldwide. That I, from the month of August, I want my church back in the hands of the rich. Listen to me. You'll be surprised. Who bring a car to give it to you? You'll be surprised. Wherever you're watching me from, viewers over the world, you'll be surprised who built a house for you. You'll be surprised. Who give you 10 million? You'll be surprised. Things will happen you've never seen it before. Contracts will come to you. Jobs are coming to you. I'm seeing miracles like they've never happened before. If you believe with me, oh, yes. in the month of August, oh, yes. shout the name of Jesus three times. One. Listen, what I'm seeing, you have never seen in your family. Oh, yes. I am saying God has decided oh, yes. to bless his children at that workplace. If there'll be one man favored, oh, yes. that one man will be you. Receive it. I receive. Some of you, oh, you will receive a phone call from the president. I receive. Ah, you are wrong. Oh. Prophesy, Major. I'm seeing a bank. Oh yes. Sitting down in a panel. Oh yes. Discussing about you. Oh, I receive a bank, eh? A bank. Time has come for the kingdom to prosper. Oh yes. The Bible says when the kingdom prospers. The kingdom rejoices. When the wicked perish, there is sound of joy. I repeat this one. The Bible says, when the wicked perish, there is a sound of joy. You didn't hear this. When the righteous prospers, the kingdom rejoices. 
May the Lord rejoice at your prosperity. I may angels rejoice at your prosperity. I may you use your prosperity to advance the kingdom. I receive. receive. Somebody say, I'm here, prophet. I'm here, I receive a blessing. I the financial blessing. I receive a revival. The financial revival. Somebody say yes. I want to show you something. God says I make a covenant with you today. The problem with the believers today, we tend not to forget the covenants which God made with us. Whenever God made a covenant with his children, they remembered the covenant until their children remembered it. It will be so essential and necessary that everyone who is here or watching me to write this debt and to remember it and to tell your children that in August 2019, the Lord made a covenant with my family that there will be no poverty, that prosperity will be our inheritance. And you live and abide by the covenant because he is the covenant keeping God. Oh, raise up your hands. I just sing destiny changer. You are destiny changer. Come and change my destiny, my destiny. Come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Destiny changer, you are a destiny. Wave your hands and speak to him. Come and change my destiny, my destiny today. Come and change my destiny, my destiny. Miracle wake up. Miracle wake up. Miracle wake up. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Miracle wake up. You're a miracle wake up. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. A 
church, come on. Listen, hands. 
Father, we believe in your word. And your word is living and active. And your word is true. Father, we believe. As raise your hands. That you can take somebody from ashes. You can take someone from nowhere. You can raise someone from nothing. In fact, you made a man from the dust. You don't need a formula. You don't need a process. At your decision, you can raise man of lost state and give him honor and splendor. Heavenly Father, as everyone raises their hands, whether they're watching me, whether they're standing right here, wherever they are, wherever you are, in the name of Jesus Christ, in this month, where God is making a covenant, He's transferring back the financial worth to His church. May your company become fruitful. The Lord said from the month of August, I'll remember. From, from this month. This month is a month of preparation. God has sent me to prepare you. To bless you and to pray for you. Wherever you are. I said wherever you are. I said wherever you are. Receive a financial miracle. May you become useful to the kingdom of God. I receive. Receive it. I receive. The Lord Jesus has given me a mandate to prepare his church because he's about to put wealth on his children. I receive. I have good news for you. Oh yes. I'm saying the one who is about to buy a house for you. Oh yes. You have no any idea. I receive. The one about to give you a big contract. Oh, yes. You have no any idea. I will see. Fear not. For the Lord is coming in your house. I will see. For the Lord is rising for you. I will see. Receive. I will see. Watch this. I'm just seeing somebody right here. And I just want to speak one word to you. That's going to change you. Your thinking. 